Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Good morning, all. So good to see you. Uh, anybody here because you got a flyer on the quad on Friday from like a Christmas tree head guy? Anybody? Yes. <laughs> see me after class. <laughs> um, we really are glad that you're here. It's our final um, Sunday of the semester, so thanks for coming out. Um, as Comer has said, there will be some more CCF stuff happening between now and the end, um, including this Wednesday, but this will be our last uh, big group time together in here. Um, obviously, it's uh, comically far from Christmas still. Advent just began last week. This is week Sunday number two of Advent. Um, however, we like to, at the end of every semester, um, have a Christmas service, mostly as an excuse to gather eight musicians all up front and do lots of Christmas singing. So thanks for that. Um, thanks to all the music folks, um, everybody, everybody who is contributing there. Um, that's really mostly what we're doing here this morning. We got donuts, we got this little Christmas tree, um, we've got eight musicians leading us in Christmas songs. Um, but we are going to have just a little Christmas sermon too. Boo! <laughs> Nobody? Okay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. It's a Christmas service um, as the cap to our series on the crucifixion all semester. So it's a Christmas fiction, and we can do it. It's it's preaches itself. It's going to... Uh, it is easy. <clears throat> um, we begin in Revelation 12, a Christmas apocalypse. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains in the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Uh, Merry Christmas. Okay, never mind. Um, here, here's what I would um, like for us to hear and to consider and possibly even... Uh, adopt as we move toward Christmas. Um, I, I want to help us um, approach Christmas, the birth of Christ, um, which is not just a birth, but which is um, the incarnation of God come to earth, God taking on flesh. Um, I want to help us move toward um, approaching that nativity of God come to earth um, a little bit better. Um, so lots of us probably get really happy around Christmas time. Leanne's been playing Christmas music since, like, Valentine's Day. You're all uh, decorating, and you're getting excited for your grandma's cookies and your whatever. And um, that is all um, wonderful and amazing, and um, fireplaces and warm things in cozy houses with um, people you love and are loved by is, um, is amazing. Uh, uh, however, um, there, there is um, also more to consider um, about uh, our lives and what true home is. Um, there's more to consider um, for us when we remember that God um, came to earth as a human. And um, I fear that we, we 
tend to stop a little short at that sentimental goodness. It's like a Hallmark movie. No offense, Komar. Um, but um, if, and, and those, those are all good things, but if, if we stop there, then, then we might be missing um, the punch, the, the power of Christmas, um, what Christ alive in the world and in us is actually supposed to do um, in our lives throughout the rest of the year. Um, and so rather than just like uh, a happy, warm little break from school, um, is it possible um, that the story of God becoming human um, is, is supposed to carry us, is supposed to um, ground us, is supposed to uh, lift our eyes up um, a, a little more, starting at Christmas, um, to get all through the year? Um, I propose yes. And what better way um, to lift our eyes up from the manger of the baby Jesus um, than to see um, the crucified Christ hanging on a cross? And so this morning, um, all, all I want to do um, is to, to help us just, just a little bit um, connect these two things, not just uh, because the form of this sermon in the series demands it, but because I, th- I think it's actually there. Um, the, the story of um, the baby Jesus is inseparable from the story of the cosmic crucified Christ. Uh, we've, I mean, Revelation 12, if, if you had ears to hear it, um, there are already um, pretty, pretty easy hints right there. Let me give you the next paragraph of um, that same story in Revelation. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Merry Christmas. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short." the middle chunk of Revelation 12 here um, with this Christmas apocalypse. And I don't know if you noticed it, uh, but we started with um, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet um, who gives birth to a male child um, who is to come and to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Uh, And that child, when it's born, is caught up to heaven. And a great dragon looking to devour the child then turns and there's a big war. Um, And the loud voice that comes from heaven at this occurrence, this birth of the baby who is to rule the world, Um, The voice says, now, right here, right now, as we approach the manger, um, right now, God's power and his authority are are made real. This is an apocalyptic vision. This is a pulling back of, here's the spiritual reality of the deepest truth behind the events that you see. So you're watching animals around a baby in a manger, uh, but here's what happened there. Now God's power has come. Now God will rule um, the earth. Uh, Why? Why? Because these people who are saved, God's people, um, they they are saved by by the blood of the lamb. So we have uh, the birth of the baby who is to rule the world. And in that same moment, now God's rule is here uh, because they have overcome by the blood of the lamb. Um, That's that's crucifixion language. I'm looking ahead to what's to come of Jesus, the crucified cosmic Christ, um, at this moment of him coming as a baby. If we can look at that face and feel all the warm, sentimental, loving, tender feelings that we ought to about uh, beholding a baby, um, while also um, having in mind and having intention with that, 
um, that when, when God came um, to earth, God came as a baby, um, and then not long later, God, God was crucified. He was executed. Good news. Merry Christmas. Um, that's our primary text. Um, if you want to read the entire Gospel of Luke at some point soon, I would encourage you to do that. Um, and uh, I've been digging in and trying to tease out and mostly just manufacturing all kinds of connections between the beginning and the end, the nativity, um, and the crucifixion. Um, I think there, there is a lot there um, to, to be put together, kind of with this revelation apocalypse as the thread that connects them, the birth of the baby, uh, they overcome by the blood of that same lamb, um, and so in Jesus' birth and in Jesus' death, um, if you read the whole Gospel of Luke, um, I'll just give you one little nugget um, that, that I, I hope can help us um, as we move through the rest of the Christmas season um, to, to look and to recall in the face of that baby Jesus, uh, the, the cosmic crucified Christ. Um, and it's this. When, um, when Jesus comes, his birth is announced, um, as you're probably familiar in the classic Luke 2 nativity story. Um, his birth is um, announced by angels, and the shepherds are in the field, and there are bright lights and singing angels and armies of them, um, and uh, all of that, and the shepherds gathered around and hearing this message and running to tell other people. Um, if you look at the, the Jesus um, crucifixion, you have crowds gathered and signs and wonders in the sky. It turns dark. Things go crazy. Um, and then people marveling, wondering, confused, and running to tell or not tell, like all their other friends and other disciples. Um, uh, but, but also, you have at the beginning... Um, actually, in, in Luke, if you, if you read the first couple of chapters, um, in your head it might just be like, oh, Jesus is born. Here's the Christmas story to kick it off. Um, there's actually a long time of a big lead up of uh, Zechariah in the temple being told about John the Baptist coming, and then Mary being visited by an angel and treasuring these things and pondering them. Uh, and then all of this talk about um, Jesus going to the temple for these purification rites, and we meet two new characters, Simeon and Anna. Uh, Simeon in particular it says, is, is in the temple, I mean, he's a righteous and, devout God, righteous and devout man who has been waiting for the kingdom of God. And so he's in the temple um, day and night. He's watching. He's waiting. It's a, it's a period of Advent preparation, you might say. Um, and we, we get this moment early in Luke uh, where, where Jesus is brought by his parents to the temple, um, and God has told Simeon, um, you're not going to die before you see um, the coming of my kingdom. You're going to get a taste of the Lord's Christ um, before you're out of here. And so Simeon, who has been um, watching and waiting, um, is given the, the baby Jesus. He holds him in his arms. He blesses God and says, aha, now, now God's power is coming to rule on earth. Now um, salvation is coming to all people because of this tiny baby that I'm holding. Um, but, but Simeon also, he, he tells uh, Mary, he tells Jesus' parents, uh, this is, this is going to be painful. The way that that's going to come God's peace is going to come and rule on earth, um, is through, uh, you're going to be pierced. Your own heart is going to be pierced. Um, this guy, this little baby, like all little babies, is going to cause a lot of trouble. Uh, but the trouble that this little guy causes um, is, is all a part of God's plan, um, th this cosmic crucified Christ as the culmination of the trouble that he's caused and is now subjected to. Um, the trouble that comes from there um, is, is really good news for the world. So we're going to have to go through this, this painful time of separation and judgment and revelation. Uh, but, aha, in this baby, um, good news because I know what's coming, Simeon says. He's going to be pierced. You're going to be pierced because of it. It's going to be pain in the world, uh, but good news. Merry Christmas. At the end of the Gospel of Luke, uh, after Jesus is, in fact, um, hung on the cross, 
and dies and taken down, there's a little paragraph, and if you read it um, in parallel with the Simeon story, we're introduced to a man in Jerusalem from the council, Joseph of Arimathea, um, who comes to Pilate and asks for the body. Oh, Joseph, by the way, he's a righteous and devout man um, who is now here in Jerusalem. Um, he asks for the body, and he comes, uh, and he, he wraps it, and he lays it in a tomb in which no one has been laid. A virgin tomb, you might say. If we remember from the beginning, uh, just before Simeon, the, the angel comes to Mary, and we have the Immaculate Conception. We have um, Jesus coming uh, into the world. God comes uh, through a virgin womb. Um, we have Jesus at the end, coming down from the cross, being laid in a virgin tomb. And the new life that emerges here is going to parallel the new life that, that is going to emerge here with the resurrection stories and acts and the ongoing history of the church. Uh, and in both of those, we can hear the words of Revelation um, now. Salvation has come. God's power is here. They've overcome by the blood of the Lamb. J Jesus' blood over here um, is, is what has um, brought that good news um, and life into the world. And so he's, he's, he's wrapped. Um, Joseph wraps him, prepares him for purification, uh, just as Jesus was wrapped in swaddling cloths, um, was brought to the temple for purification. <clears throat> uh, I, I think um, if we have Revelation 12 in mind, and we say, um, what is it that God is doing at this moment that connects with what God is doing at that moment? Um, and so as we prepare um, to, to move and, and to approach um, Christmas, the birth of Jesus, um, as we come there, we ought to have in mind, we ought to have in heart, we, have, we ought to have an eye toward our way in the world being, um, this baby Jesus is the cosmic crucified Christ who calls us um, to come after him, um, to take up our own cross, to be crucified alongside him. That's the only way of coming at the baby Jesus um, that doesn't just stop short at pure sentimentality and nonsense. Um, there's, there's one other way um, that we can um, conceive of this connective thread. So, so Revelation is the apocalyptic spiritual reality uh, in Philippians. We, we hear this. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Now is the time. And bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Now is God's authority made manifest. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because there are those um, who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and who have overcome by the word of their testimony. Um, th this, this passage in Philippians um, that, again, like pretty explicitly connects um, there, there's a theological idea in here. I'm going to teach you a word. It's called kenosis. It's a Greek word, kenosis. Okay? So it says that uh, we, when we're pondering the mystery of the incarnation, um, that the God of all things, the creator behind it all, came to earth. Stupid, weird, dumb. When that happened, um, it happened because Jesus didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped and clung to and held on to, uh, but instead emptied himself and descended to us. That's what we're looking at at Christmas. Um, God descending um, to become human among us. And in exactly um, that same kenosis, that emptying, what is required of God, for God, God's self to, to be emptied and to come here, um, 
we, we, we see it most clearly, like, oh, that seems like some weird, highfalutin theological nonsense. I've never seen that. Like, Paul's like, yeah, you're right. You know, you know um, where you have seen it? Um, Jesus became obedient. He emptied himself of his own desires, his own will, his own self-preservative instincts. He emptied himself um, of all of that and became obedient um, to death, even death on a cross. And so we have um, this kenosis, kenosis emptying at the incarnation, and this kenosis, Christ's whole way of living, um, Christ's uh, entire walking up to his own crucifixion, um, it's the same kind of emptying, um, self-giving, um, that, that he says, I know um, this is the only way um, for us to, to overcome the world, for us to overcome ourselves, for us to overcome um, our addictions to all the, the death uh, that, that we cling to and move toward. And so here um, at Christmas, we get the chance um, to ponder in the mystery of the incarnation um, the, the kenosis of God, that he emptied himself and came here. Um, and, and we see that most clearly and most concretely um, when we picture um, Jesus hanging on the cross. He has emptied himself there. And so in the, in the middle of our merry Christmasing and hot chocolating and all of that, which is so good and right and appropriate, um, may, may we um, have in mind um, the, the crucified Christ, um, who emptied himself, who walked all the way there um, in just the same way that, that he has come here at all. Um, and may we be people then who take up our own cross um, and follow him, um, secure in the apocalyptic vision um, that what has already happened is that Jesus reigns now on the earth and God's power is made manifest here. Um, it, it's, it's not done yet, but it's on the way there. So the only way to real life, the only way to become ourselves, the only way um, to be in tune um, with God and then with each other and in creation um, is, is to empty ourselves, to take up our own crosses, um, and to, to come uh, prepare ourselves again, um, to approach in, in, the, in the manger at his birth, to see in the face of the baby Jesus, um, the crucified cosmic Christ. Merry Christmas. Let's pray.